Welcome to Life Church. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor, and it is great to have you joining us today. Whether you are online or you're at one, one of our campuses, Appleton, Brookfield, Germantown, Milwaukee, we are delighted to have you. This is a special weekend. It's a greater weekend. We only do a handful of these every year where we focus on a particular project and an opportunity for you to hear about, pray about, and participate in. This weekend, this particular project is the Fire Bible. I'll explain about the name in just a moment. The Fire Bible is a full life study Bible. It's not just scripture, it's reference material. There's over 70 articles and references, annotations, all kinds of information that you as a Christ follower could use. But also, if you're in an international context with a li limited library and limited study materials, this becomes, well, this becomes your library. This becomes everything that you need. You know, I've traveled quite a bit. And as a local pastor here in the States, I have a, a vast library and digital and paper, and I've got access to all kinds of information. But I can't tell you the number of times that I've been in a developing nation, that I've been somewhere in an international context, and this is the only thing that a local pastor has. Because they don't have access to the books and materials, and quite frankly, because of translations and the limitations, they're not translated into their language. But somebody cared enough to be able to produce a full life study Bible, a fire Bible for them. So this has been produced in about 40 different languages so far. It cost around $250,000 to $500,000 per translation, depending upon the, the difficulty of the dialect and the heart language that's there. And it's given to pastors so that they're able to pastor and lead and teach and be able to equip and disciple their congregations and lead people to Jesus. This was first given and developed for the church in China. Underground church, these Bibles were smuggled in. And when the Chinese pastors received these, they said, this book is on fire. Therefore, the name Fire Bible well, kind of stuck. And that's what, the, that's what light publishers call these. Whether they're giving them in, in any country or any continent in the world, it's just called the Fire Bible. So back at the end of last year, I was having dinner with uh, Jeff Dove, who is the president and the CEO of Life Publishers that produces and makes sure that this translation continues to happen and get to pastors all around the world and was just asking him, hey, Jeff, tell me what's happening and what is God doing and what's going on? And he began to give me some updates and, hey, tell me what may be on your heart. Are there any projects that we could partner with you? Because we've done this in the past and we want to continue to, to be a partner. He began to tell me of just a need that, he said, this is just really difficult. He said, it's very easy on the front end to begin to get the first 40, 50, 60, 70% of a project. But especially if a project is going to cost a lot of money, if it's going to be more than 300, 400,000, if it's going to be closer to 500,000, it becomes very difficult to finish it. Finishing a project is very difficult, especially on Bible translation. And he said, right now, I've got several of these that are on my desk that I just need them to be resourced. I need the, the financing to be able to do this. So we began to talk about this, and he told me of one, one such need. The island nation of Sri Lanka, which is located right off the coast of India. I, I've been there three times. I love Sri Lanka. love the Sri Lankan people. It's predominantly a non-Christian country, 
and uh, Buddhist and Muslim and Hindu. And <laughs> it's just a place that really needs Jesus. And, and he was telling me that we have a fire Bible that we need the last $100,000 for the translation in order to get that completed in, on, in the, on the press, if you would, get it in print and get into the hands of these pastors. Immediately, man, my heart just kind of leapt inside of me and went, we can do that. Not only should we do that, but we can do that. We could do that. And so in faith, I just said, Jeff, I believe that the people of Life Church, we're going to step up and we're going we're gonna to pay for that, that last $100,000 to get that, that Bible finished, the translation finished, it in print and in the hands of pastors in that island nation of Sri Lanka. Matter of fact, not only have I been to Sri Lanka, I've preached there. One of my very best friends in ministry is Deshaun Wickaratma. Deshaun is the pastor of People's Church in Colombo. And Deshaun is also a national leader of the church that's there. And so I reached out to Deshaun and said, hey, I just was on, had a conversation with Jeff and he was telling me, he said, this would be so awesome if you guys could do this, it's such a need. We are trying to plant 4,000 house churches right now and we're in desperate need of the fire Bible. Aaron, we've never needed this more than we needed this now. I said, awesome. Here's what I want to do, Deshaun. Would you preach? Would you preach a message and just kind of share your heart and, and let, let the people of Life Church hear? And then we're going to take up an offering and do that. And he said, I'd love to. The problem is, is this COVID pandemic has got us completely locked down. I cannot get out of the country. No problem. <laughs> we know how to handle this. Let's just video the message and then we'll broadcast it to every one of our campuses and we'll broadcast it online and we'll get it out that way. Our people are used to online, especially in the last year. So I asked Deshaun if he would prepare a message about the need, the opportunity, the gospel in this island nation of Sri Lanka. And so the next few moments, I'm going to ask you to turn your attention and just lean in and listen. Some of you, you've, you've heard Deshaun in person. He's been to Life Church, and he is no stranger to our Life Church family. But there's a special opportunity today. There's a special need today. I believe the Holy Spirit is moving today. And I want us to hear from him. Lean in and hear these words. Hello, Life Church. I am so privileged to be with you today, even though I am not there in person. Now, you know, your pastor, Aaron, is my brother from another mother. You know, we are like twins. Look at it. I am brown. He is white. I am short and he is tall. I am good looking and he is, well, I don't think I'll go there. I love you, Aaron, and I must confess that I seriously miss you taking me out to eat good American steak after the service. That's all I miss. Just kidding. I can't see your faces, so I hope you're laughing as I'm only joking. Seriously, I love Pastor Aaron and uh, Tammy and their family and your church very much. You know, your church has been a tremendous pillar of strength to our nation for the past so many years. Uh, from the time uh, Pastor Aaron came, um, you know, there was a bonding that happened. And I call ourselves sister churches. And um, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you very much for standing with us as we have come on this rough journey. Let's pray and ask God's blessing on his word. Father, thank you for the privilege of serving you. 
I pray right now, Lord, that Dishan would decrease and the Holy Spirit would increase. Lord, speak to us from your word and from everything you have done. We commit ourselves into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, everything was fine in our world. And then it wasn't. The COVID-19 storm hit us and it hit everybody. You know, and that is the reality in our world today. While most of the world was getting locked down in Sri Lanka, we didn't just get locked down. We had a curfew for almost four months straight. That means while some were angry about wearing a mask or not, we couldn't even get out of our homes as the curfew was enforced by the military. And that went on for almost four months. And then we knew that you know, our economy was crashing. And uh, in our country, we were not too worried about people dying out of, out of COVID-19. We were more worried about people dying because of the economic crash and they wouldn't have food to eat. So, um, you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about because this is one of those things that everybody experienced in certain ways. Our churches were completely shut uh, with almost no income. Uh, for, for most of them, and uh, things were chaotic. You know, it, it was also funny for me to see people, you know, you see people on social media who are all political scholars prior to March 2020, and now they've all turned out to be infectious disease experts. So our world was hit with a, a gigantic storm, and it affected everyone. But what I want to tell you today is the good news. The good news is, as these things happened and everybody was wondering what to do and where to go, God was not caught off guard. You know, God didn't say, oh, my goodness, wringing his hands, you know, now COVID-19 has come. So what do I do? No, my friend, he always knows what he is doing. And I want to tell you, the church of Jesus Christ, my brother, my sister, you know, whatever has happened, God's word never fails. You know, in Romans 8, 28, a very familiar portion of scripture says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. You know, here he's showing us that this is the greatest time for the church. You see, some of the things we have lost our way. We have got our priorities wrong. And, and, and now God says we need to reprioritize. And one thing that really spoke to me was God was telling me, reprioritize the temporal things in your life from the eternal. You know, find out what has more priority, what really matters, because we get so caught up with these little temporal things. In the book of John, uh, John 4, uh, 1 to 42, it gives us this story that many of us know of the Samaritan woman. Now, in this story, we see Jesus. He comes to the well in Sika. He is very tired and needs water and also needs rest. So let's read um, John 4, verses 6 and 7. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. 
you know, we see the woman at the well come to Jesus and her life changed from hopeless to fruitful. Jesus needed water, but this woman, she needed life. His need was temporal, but her need was eternal. You see, the greatest needs you and I have today, even as Christians, they, most of them are temporal. But I want to tell you the needs of the lost and the perishing are far greater than the ones sometimes we go through day to day because those needs are eternal. My friend, I know we have needs. I know in our world we have problems. But the truth is, we are going to outlive all our problems. You see, your problems will end soon. But you won't end. Think about that. Your problems will end. But you won't end. You are an eternal being. You know, in, in, in a thousand years, you won't even know how to spell income tax. It's hardly, you know, it seems fair putting up temporal problems and giving all our life and our energy and priority against eternal people. God puts eternal people in our lives so that we can be the ones who will do the needful so that they can have an eternity with him. You know, today I want to talk to you about one ingredient that God wants you and I to have, you know, in our lives for this. God wants us to have this. Let's read Matthew 9.36. Matthew 9.36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The missing ingredient in our lives in ministry is compassion. You see, if we have compassion for the lost, we will do something that has eternal value rather than spend most of our time on the temporal. You know, one day I was preparing a sermon and uh, something I read as I was going through the net, gathering uh, resources, uh, something I read actually uh, on, in one of your U.S. Uh, newspapers on the internet haunted me and broke me. It was the comments of a drug dealer who was targeting children in the Washington Times newspaper. And it was a conversation between a pastor and the drug dealer. And this is how it went. The drug, the drug dealer said to the pastor, Reverend, when a kid gets up in the morning and heads off to school, I am there. When the kid comes home from school, I am there. When he has his lunch and comes out to play, he said, I am there. And then he told the pastor, he said, Reverend, all the kids know where I am. But Reverend, where are you? Reverend, where are you? Christian, where are you? You know, your world is going to hell. Your kids are sitting ducks. Where are you? Where am I? Why are we not there where it is needed? Why are we not the salt and light that we are supposed to be? And, you know, salt and light penetrates because the temporal needs, things, pleasures have overridden the eternal people in our lives.
Friend, we are so busy with temporal that the eternal has to take a backseat. We need a new birth of compassion. You know, that is the miss missing ingredient in most of our lives. You know, compassion is not just feeling sorry for somebody. The Webster Dictionary says it's to feel for someone's needs and to do something to alleviate that need. You see, the Lord once again brought more clarity to his calling in my life that day. I want you to know I love your country, the USA, and have I studied there, I've experienced wonderful things. It's a great life over there. But I want to also tell you, though I have the opportunity and privilege to come over and live there, I will never leave Sri Lanka and live anywhere else in the world permanently. You know why? Because Jesus put me here and I have a temporal life and I am going to share the good news no matter what. You see, in our nation, our nation is not even 2% saved or born again. Over 70% of this whole nation have not had one adequate message of the gospel of Jesus Christ ever. Today, persecution has lifted its ugly head again. You know, we had uh, many churches that have burned to the ground, leaders beaten up for having home group meetings. They've been mobbed and surrounded, and some pastors have even been murdered. You know, um, with this new changes of government and things happening, we are being threatened by an anti-conversion bill to be brought before parliament. You know, where this bill, if it comes in, if somebody changes their religion, the pastor or leader can go to prison from five to seven years. Now listen to me, I am not saying all this to paint a picture of gloom and doom to you and oh poor me, it's not poor me. I am in the best place I can be and God is here in power and might. Can you say amen? I can't hear you, but can you say amen? Because God never fails. God is there. You see, I'm not trying to paint a picture of uh, gloom and doom. No, my friend, I am honored to tell you that there are many pastors in very remote and vulnerable areas of Sri Lanka who no one has heard of, but are true heroes of the faith. They will not leave even though their lives are threatened, but they are bold, steadfast in making sure that the saving gospel of Jesus Christ will be available to everyone who needs it, no matter what the cost. You know, we have decided to be there. Nobody can ask us, where are you? Because we have decided to be there. Whatever it takes, the sad part has been that the wealth of Christian teaching has not been distributed to many of these great warriors. You know, 98% in the toughest areas don't speak English. So they have extremely limited resources in their language. But I want to tell you today, thank God that finally a resource has been put together by Fire Bible in the Singhala language, which is only spoken in Sri Lanka. You know, a lot of people just ignore it because, you know, it's, it's insignificant. But the Fire Bible has put a version in Singhala. And it's very versatile and resourceful that our pastors and our workers will finally have a tool to develop themselves and equip their people. You know, many people have paid a big price 
to take the gospel to places where no one dared to go. Let me tell you a little story about what really happened uh, to a friend of mine. We were 26 years old at that time. Uh, a missionary uh, took some tracks, gospel tracks, and threw them at the entrance of a temple. Um, and in the temple was a young priest, very hungry for the truth, and was um, you know, seeking all the time. And he picked up one of these tracks and he read it. And God marvelously saved him. After some time, he came and he joined the church and he felt the call of God on his life and managed to go into Bible school for training. After graduation, he went and pioneered a work in the deep south of our nation where there was no church in the whole district. He ministered one-to-one -one for about three years, uh, maybe to about 300 people. Finally, he decided to start a small service and about 12 to 15 people began to uh, attend. Then one day, after he had done that for a little while, there was a commotion. So he left uh, his uh, remote village uh, where he was in the deep south and traveled to the, the capital city, Colombo. And he came and he met uh, my dad, who was then the general superintendent of the Assemblies of God, and I was a young pastor in our home. I was not married. I was living with my parents. And uh, we, we had a chat. And when we were having a chat, he told us, he said, you know, the, the, the chief priest of this main religion had a meeting in town. And he told all the mobs that were gathered. He said, Christianity was a little plant. And we could have plucked it out with our fingers. But now it has grown to become a tree. Now we need to axe the tree down. My father said, you know, you know what that means. They're going to kill you. Why don't you stay here in the city for a while, you know, and go and bring your wife and, 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 and a baby. And when things cool down, you can return. He said, no, I can't. In fact, I have to go back. My wife and 11-month-old baby is over there. And the, my people, God called me there. I must go back. That night, he slept on my bed. And the next morning, he left. The seven or eight-hour journey back. You know, about four or I think five days after he returned home, he was playing with his 11-month-old baby when two men at eight in the evening knocked on the door. And he went to the door and the two men, one of them said, Pastor, can we talk to you? He said, just a minute. He went to the back room and he gave the baby to his wife. And he came and opened the door. One man took a homemade gun, put it in his mouth and pulled the trigger. Because it was a homemade gun, he didn't die, but his mouth exploded. He held his mouth together like this and ran to the back room where his wife and baby were. The other man came behind him and stabbed him many times in front of his wife and baby. That day, Pastor Lionel Jasinger gave his life for the sake of the gospel, for people who had never heard the truth, and for the people mainly in the deep south. You know, we didn't know what to do. Our whole lives came to a stop. And then, you know, we went for the funeral. They were worried about young pastors going, and only the old ones went, and it was utter chaos and utter fear. But as time went, Lionel's wife, Lalani Jaisinga, 
said she would like to be the pastor. Well, the Assemblies of God didn't allow that and she had no training or credentials. But our church in Colombo, we decided to take her under us and give her training on the run. I was overlooking the South at that time. A few years later, when I went to his memorial service, we were having lunch and uh, Lalani told me that the same murderers who murdered her husband sent a message to her. And he said, if you don't quit, the same fate would happen to you. She said, Pastor, I sent them a message back. I said that it was God's will for my husband to go to be with Jesus. But it is God's will for me to stay. So even if you want to kill me, you can't until God says it's time for me to come home. I want to tell you. Today, we don't have one church in the deep south. We have 10 to 15 churches with hundreds of small groups and believers and young people. And, you know, even young people today in, in, in Bible school waiting to graduate. Why? Because one man was willing to give his life. And one woman was willing to stay all these years and fight for what is eternal. I just visited uh, some of the churches in these areas last week. And I encourage these heroes of the faith whose names you may not know, but the Lord knows and he is pleased. You see, that is why I'm privileged to even speak to you on this Sunday because the fire Bible in the hands of people so committed as these would be the greatest blessing they can have at such a time as this. If they are already doing what they are doing without proper resource, can you imagine what they will do with the fire Bible? You see, this good news to our nation, uh, the fire Bible has been in the pipeline a long time and the enemy keeps blocking it. But I would like you today, as I close, to pray with us that it will become a reality soon and the good news of Jesus will spread far and wide to those who are hurting, in despair, and who need transform, uh, transformation. Will you please bow your heads and, and pray with me that the Lord will open the doors that have been closed and complete the printing of the Fire Bible, and, and this will bless millions. Please bow your heads, close your eyes. Father in heaven, we come to you. We thank you, Lord, because you never fail. We thank you for faithful people who have put their lives. And Lord, when people put their lives, everything else we know you will take care of. Father, I pray that you will meet this great need in our nation. And Lord, even as we join hands with Life Church and pray together and saying, God, supply the resource so these workers can do their work well and complete the job for you. Father, we commit this project, this program, and everyone, Lord, that has incorporated in this, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Wow, what an incredible, powerful word from Pastor Deshaun Wickaratma. Well, today I want to finish our time together by giving you an opportunity. Whether you're online, whether you're at a campus, I want to give you an opportunity to give. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take up this challenge to finish the Fire Bible in, for, the, for the island nation of Sri Lanka and their heart language so that it goes not only to every pastor that's there, 
but to these 4,000 house churches that they are, that they're right now are ready to plant and to launch. They just need this. So here's the deal. Let me tell you, and then I'm going to give you, tell you about the giving opportunities, a way in which you can give. This, to produce this Bible, in essence, when you break it down on what needs to be done, it's about $25 a Bible. So I, I think most of us in this room, most of us watching online, most of us connected to any one of our campuses could say, I, I could give $25. And so I want to encourage you to, let's do that. Whether you're a high school student, that's right, you're a high school student, don't ask your mom and dad for the money, you've got it. $25. A college student, maybe you're a young family, just to, to say, you know what, I believe God will get it to me if he can just get it through me. And so I'm going to, to give. I'm going to do this because I want to get a copy of God's word into the hands of pastors, hands of leaders that are going to change the nation of Sri Lanka for Jesus. Maybe you're a person and you go, hey, I, I can do that and I can do more than that. I, I could do, man, I, I could do one for my entire family. I've got, I've got two kids and it's, it's me and my, 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 my wife. And so let's, um, well, that's $100. Maybe you go, hey, I want to do more than that. A case, which is 12 Bibles, is $300. Now let me take it on up from there. A pallet, which is 40 cases, is $12,000. The need, what we're trying to accomplish this weekend is $100,000 for these fire Bibles. That's it. And when we do that, we're gonna send that check directly to Life Publishers immediately. They're gonna be able to finish the work, get it done, get these Bibles into the hands of these Sri Lankan pastors. Again, I told you earlier, 4,000 house churches. This is gonna be their study material. This is their manual. This is what they're going to do. It's going to be in their heart language. So today, there's two ways in which you can do this. You can, if you're live, if you're at one of the campuses, you literally could grab this giving envelope and the buckets are going to be passed. We haven't done that in a long time. Hallelujah. But we're doing it today. Amen. You can literally take this credit card information, cash, check, whatever, literally put it into the offering bucket. Or there's giving options that are going to come up online in ways in which you can go online to give, you can text to give. All those options are coming up right online for you to be able to do this. Even if you're watching this and it's days after uh, the, the actual service and, and, and the, the weekend, maybe it's Wednesday afternoon or it's Thursday or it's two weeks later, you're watching this message, it's okay. You can still be able to give online and market Fire Bible. It, we, it'll get to this project. Now, some of you may say, well, well, pastor, you know, what if we do more than 100,000? I'm so glad you asked that question because I know your generosity. Whatever we go above and beyond, we're gonna give to help other Bibles that need to be finished. This is something God's really put in my heart. The Bible says this, that when the gospel is preached into all the world, then the end shall come. I believe the only thing that Jesus is waiting on for the trumpet of the Lord to sound and for the church to be raptured and for heaven to come to earth is for this gospel that's written in these pages be preached in all the world. And how are they gonna be preached? How are they going to hear? By that pastor who has a copy of God's word in his own heart language and is able to preach, teach God's word. Nothing like ushering in the second coming of Jesus Christ.
That's what today's all about. So if we go over, we'll, we'll add it to another project and I'll update you and let you know exactly what's going on. Maybe you're a business person, you go, Pastor, if you know of a situation or a circumstance where a $100,000 check from my business would, would, would take care of, of getting God's word and finishing out another language, let me know. Hey, I'd be happy to do that. I'll connect you directly with Jeff and, and we'll make that happen. Because here's the desire for here. None of that, nothing that you give today is going to stay here. All of it's going to go out. All of it's going to be given, every bit of it, and then some for this project in Sri Lanka. And then whatever goes over, we're gonna give it for Bible translation. If you love God's word, you're passionate about it being preached, and you want to, to fulfill scripture and even end time prophecy, today is your opportunity to be able to do that. $25 pays for one fire Bible. 300 pays for a case. 12,000, a pallet. Today's project for Sri Lanka is $100,000. Take that envelope, fill it out, drop a check, drop your cash, go online. These giving options are still up on the screen and give with generosity today. None of this stays here. All of this goes to this project and then some. I wanna take a moment and I wanna pray for you and I wanna pray for this offering because here's what I'm believing. $100,000 for Sri Lanka that we'll be able to I'll be able to, this week, get that check to Jeff and say, Jeff, God's people were not only faithful, they were fruitful and generous. I wanna be able to call Deshaun and say, Deshaun, those Bibles are on their way. The translation is being finished. Bibles are going to press. It's going to be there. That's what I wanna do this week on your behalf. Regardless if you're online or you're at a campus, would you bow your head and close your eyes as we're gonna pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity that you have blessed us, that we have the resources to pay for this. There's no question we can all do something. So Lord, whether we are giving $25 for a copy of God's word, whether we're giving $300 for a case, whether we're giving $12,000 for a pallet, or God, whether you're speaking to a businessman or a businesswoman's heart today about completely finishing a translation to get to a nation, God, we give it all to you. We believe that you have blessed us to be a blessing, that you've given us the ability to give generously. Lord, we give for, for educational initiatives around the world. We give for clean drinking water. We give for food for those who are poor and suffering and disenfranchised. We, we, we give all kinds of offerings, but today we give it so that your word will be translated. And I pray for the church in Sri Lanka. I pray for Pastor Deshaun. I pray for People's Church in Colombo. I pray for, for, for the churches, these 4,000 house churches that are going to be started in this nation. I pray for a mighty moving of the Holy Spirit, for a mighty revival of souls to be saved, for these pastors that have already been raised up, that are ready to receive this full life, this fire Bible. I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would use them in a mighty, mighty, mighty way to see that nation come to faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you that we have the opportunity to link arms with Deshaun, Life Publishers, <laughs> to see the gospel preached throughout the ends of the world. 
We may not get to Sri Lanka this side of eternity, but we can know that your word does. And that is the most important. Bless your people today in Jesus' name. Amen.